Welcome back to Adventures with Bam. I'm Brent Billings. And I'm Maggie Billings. And today we're moving to Moscow, Idaho as newlyweds. Indeed. I (laughs) will say this story has a happy ending. We love Moscow for so many reasons. Um, But the initial transition, I would say, was not smooth. Not smooth for me, but I would love to hear, Brent, your initial... What was it like for you moving to Moscow? I loved it. Go on. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell us more. I'm highly adaptable. I make friends fast. I default to trusting people. Well, and you had some connections already, which is how we got... How you got the job, how you moved. I didn't know very many people. No, but... But when I meet somebody and get in a group with somebody or whatever, it's just like, oh, well, I'll just trust you and... If you show me that I shouldn't, then I guess I'll stop. But (laughs) until then, we're good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I generally feel pretty close to people right away. Yeah. Uh, I have much more to say. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So for me, the move was, uh, I would say, not pleasant, not smooth. Part of it was we getting ready, you know, our engagement, like we said, very short, just under two months. And found out slash decided that we were moving halfway through that engagement. So we're planning a wedding and we're planning a move and we're planning to get married, like all, all of these life changes at once. And so many people who meant well, and I think could have been right in another context were like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be so, you know, like, yeah, moving is hard and it's bittersweet but it's going to be amazing for your relationship. You guys, Christians use this term leave and cleave. And if you're, <laughs> if I had never heard that term before, like that season of my life, but essentially what it means is like you get married and you, you know, you leave your family, you leave your, like you leave your old life or whatever your old community that is behind and you cleave like you, you bond with your new spouse And everyone was like, oh, you guys are going to move. And that's, you know, that's hard, but you're going to grow together so much through it. And I dare say we did not. (laughs) Maybe. Is that okay to say? Uh, Sure, you can say that. (laughs) So you can edit it out later if you want. Um, Yeah, part of it for me, uh, Moscow itself is lovely. My difficulty in moving to Moscow had almost nothing to do with the town besides the fact that I grew up in Coeur d'Alene, um, which has water and Moscow does not. Uh, so that was a rough, that was a rough thing for me town wise, but sticking point to this day, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's the one flaw. Um, but for me, the difficulty was in, I would say, uh, where I was at. I'm 100% going to probably cry. Um, yeah. Emotionally, when so the year leading up to our wedding um there a lot had happened in july my cousin had died in a freak accident um very young and two what was it oh yeah two and a half months after that our good friend johnny who we've we've talked about died in the motorcycle accident and then a couple months after that my grandpa died of cancer um that he had been battling off and on for my entire life 20 two years at that point, uh, 23 years, 20, 23 years. Um, so had a lot of, (laughs) a lot of loss that I was still grieving. It was still relatively fresh because when we got, so that was all 
July, end of June to December of 2011. And then we got married August of 2012. Um, and then, you know, quick, we didn't date for that long, quick engagement. Um, so all of that grief, plus the adjustment to being newlyweds, plus a move, um, a very sudden move that I wasn't expecting or planning. Um, I was grieving the loss also of a really, um, a really close friendship that didn't, uh, didn't carry over into like our move. Um, so there were, there were just a lot of things that I was processing and trying to work through and then trying to do that in a new town where I didn't have any connections was very difficult for me. Um, especially because, you know, Brent had these connections, he had a job. So it was like we moved and he was working, you know, 50 hours a week and making connections and loving life. (laughs) And I was extremely lonely and felt like I just didn't have anywhere to belong. Like I have, I've been the new girl before. It's not like, oh, I moved, you know, I lived in Coeur d'Alene my whole life. I've never like I've I've switched schools a few times. I've had I know how to be the new girl, um, but I hadn't done it in a while. And I think just coming from a season where we had so much community and so much support, um, to feeling like I had nothing. And now we do. And I think not to stereotype, but I think for women it can take a lot longer than um it typically does for men to feel like, okay, now I have my people. Um, and I don't know if that's just because stereotypically women are um, more likely to be vulnerable and share deep stuff. And we feel safer doing that with people that we have history with. Like it takes longer, at least for me to, um, to feel safe and to know people well enough to be like, okay, I can share, I can share all this stuff. Um, so yeah, it took a lot longer for me to put down roots and to feel like this is my place. This is where I belong. And it was just, it was a very difficult transition for me. <laughs> it's not a very fun episode. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. I like, and I didn't understand it at all because my perspective was just like, oh, we have all these people who are interested in welcoming us and yeah, they seem so nice and they seem genuine. They seem like they care about us. Like, why wouldn't you just be their best friend all of a sudden? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they were, and I will say like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it was, I did. We felt so welcomed. It wasn't about that. Yeah. It was just about, it was about the adjustment and the grief and yeah, just having all the stuff to process that I didn't feel like I could process with someone I just met. I did have a really, oof, yeah, emotions. I'm like, (laughs) maybe this won't come out in the audio as much as I feel it, but like I can feel my body being like, do you want to cry? And I'm like, no, don't do it. Um, (laughs) My body always wants to cry. Um, Yeah. I had this one uh, Sunday morning. So Brent was working for church, right? So Sundays were a work day for him. And um, I would show up and sit through service. Eventually I got on the worship team, uh, playing violin, but for a while I would just uh, show up and attend and, um, often would sit by myself, um, which like brings up some trauma and some difficult childhood memories. But, um, yeah, I was sitting by myself, uh, through a church service one Sunday. Whew. Yep. And, um, did I ever ask you to volunteer? 
as a video production person with me? No, I don't think you knew uh, until way later that I had ever done a video yeah. stuff. In your college days, you ran a camera for yeah. like a TV studio or something. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if you're trying to distract me to keep me from crying or if you're... <laughs> I mean, maybe. What's happening? If you want to be distracted. You're interrupting my emotional process. Uh, um, back to my story. <laughs> you, you said out loud, do I want to cry? No, don't do it. I don't want to, but it's part of the... <laughs> Part of the, part okay, of the deal. Well, I'll just um, shut up. You, you knew you, you married. Cry on. I'm a crier. Um, anyway, yeah, was sitting through this uh, church service and just feeling, just feeling really invisible, and that's <laughs> that's a big wound for me that I'm still like unpacking. Like this is fresh. Also, lots of things to unpack. Um, but in in that moment at that church of is felt really just like desperately invisible and like nobody sees me. Nobody cares. Um, and I knew on paper that wasn't true. I'm like, okay, I have these, you know, I have these friends that I'm hanging out with once a week and that's cool. But just like not feeling, I think for me and probably for a lot of people slash maybe all, I think there is a deep core need to feel seen and like, heard and known and loved and i i didn't feel like i had that yet in moscow um so i'm having this hard time and the church uh at i think it was at i don't remember if they did at the beginning or the end of the service at that point but at some point probably at the end of it um they were like okay now everyone stand up and say hi to whoever's around you and people knock it because most people are like, oh, that's the worst part of going to church is when they make you talk to the people around you. But let me tell you, I needed it that day. Like this, this woman turned, oh, this woman turned to me and like, I just felt like she saw me and I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like, man, whew, her name is Tanya. Tanya Buck, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you have made a uh, you have made a difference um she just like and she didn't she wasn't even like oh you look sad what's going on she just like turned to me and was like i don't know introduced herself asked my name and like i feel like she i felt like she was looking at my soul when she was looking at me like and um i think after the service we chatted a little bit just a little i don't know like oh you you know we just moved here her husband's on staff da 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 she was like, we would love to have you over for dinner. Can we have you and your husband over for dinner at our house? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> um, so they had us over a few times and it was just this very sweet hus- um, very sweet family like Tanya and her husband and their two kids who are probably, I don't know, probably 10 years younger than us-ish. I think they were in like high school at that point. Um, just this sweet family that just welcomed us and made probably i mean i don't know about you brent because you it doesn't seem like you struggled with feeling seen i would say make made us feel seen um but i felt really seen and just loved by this family who i don't know she didn't care about being awkward or making too quick of a connection she just like met me and was like can i have you over for dinner and i was like yes and i think i needed i needed to feel seen and um 
Yeah, I don't know. And probably something about like a comforting mom-like figure (laughs) to just step in and feel loved on by. But man, I don't know. If you guys are listening to this, I also, like I said, I've, I've been the new girl before. Um, so I know I'm not unfamiliar with this feeling. I, I'm, I'm familiar with showing up and being new and feeling unseen, you know, having no one to sit with at lunch. Like I've been through this a few rounds. Um, so for me, having not been new for such a long time before we moved, it has been like a core value of mine to welcome new people. Like when I was in high school and, um, you know, there was a new student, like I tried to be the first one to be like, Hey, sit with us at lunch. Not that I expect them to be like, you know, we're going to be best friends for the rest of the year. But like, as you transition and like, find your crowd, like, please don't, please don't feel unseen. Please don't feel lonely. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's really important to me is, um, making sure new people feel like seen and welcomed and embraced in the transition. And, um, yeah, so man, it matters. If you if you see new people and don't want to feel like don't want to be awkward, like please don't worry about being awkward. Just <laughs> the worst that can happen is they're like, "Oh, I don't really want to come over to your house for dinner." But like the best thing that can happen is you can like totally turn around that season of life for them. So do it. Tanya's house is the first time that I saw pigs <laughs> yeah. up close and personal. <laughs> And I was like, I understand why these are unclean. Pigs, I want to like pigs, and I cannot. Little baby pigs, I think, are adorable. But big, fat pigs, I'm like, well, this is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. But I think it's a delicious monster. Anyway. They also lived out on a farm, like a little bit outside of whatever town. I don't Mm. even know what official town they're in. Um, or what their mailing address is, but their house is from like the late 1800s. Oh yeah. Old, beautiful farmhouse. Nothing, uh, compared to some of the places we've been to in Europe, but very, very old for around here. And more welcoming than, uh, most, most places in France. Not to knock the French, love the French. Uh, but yeah, it's just a different, (laughs) different experience. (laughs) Okay. Well. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, leave it at leave it at the cliffhanger. Next week we will talk about um, the happy the happy transition of Moscow and how it went from being cause for further depression in my life to cause for great joy. <laughs> okay, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week to lift your spirits out of the depths. <laughs>